You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions. Thank you for joining me today. No confidence in the flesh is the title of this devotion. The flesh speaks of our natural person, this body in which we live. The Bible calls it in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 a tent that is only temporarily. This tent is reflected that we see in the life of Abraham who realized, as we also read in Hebrews 11, that he was but a pilgrim on earth, a sojourner, and that this was not his eternal home, and that he lived in tents with him, and he lived in tents with Sarah, and he lived in tents representing to us that this life in this body this body is temporal and that an eternal home is prepared for us by God through the Lord Jesus Christ. And Jesus says it in John 14, I'm going to prepare a place for you. I have a home in my father's house and many mansions. So the eternal body that we will receive, as 1 Corinthians 15 also talks about, this is the temporal and then there's the eternal. We've partaken of the body of Adam, but we will partake of the body of Christ. And this is the, the, the temporal, and there's the eternal, and so forth. And that is beautifully taught in, in 1 Corinthians 15. So I want to talk to you about today, because I'm talking about worshiping God this week. I want to talk to you about no confidence in the flesh. And so we'll read here out of Philippians chapter 3, verse 1. Uh, now let's just go straight to verse 3. We are the circumcision who worship God in spirit, rejoice in Christ Jesus, and have no confidence in the flesh. Now stay with me. Paul then says, Though I also might have confidence in the flesh, if anyone else thinks he may have confidence in the flesh, I more so. I was circumcised on the eighth day, which was the rule given to the children of Israel, that any man had to be circumcised on the eighth day. Of the, I was of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of the Hebrews, and concerning the law, a Pharisee, the strictest keeper of the law. Concerning zeal, I persecuted the church. Concerning righteousness, which is of the law, I was blameless. Concerning the righteousness, which is in the law, I was blameless. But listen, what things were gained to me, these I've counted lost for Christ. Yet indeed, I count all things lost for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and I count them as rubbish, that I may gain Christ and be found in Him, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, 
but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which is from God by faith. You see, the Apostle Paul had been given revelation through meeting the Lord Jesus Christ and seeing his heavenly, holy, sinless, resurrected life manifest in him. And Paul talks about this in his writing. You read Ephesians 1, chapter 1. You read Colossians, you read Galatians, you read all these amazing 13 books that we have from the Apostle. And you will see the marvelous revelation that he received by simply meeting Jesus. You see, it is through the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth all the scriptures open up to us because all was written through him, by him, for him. It was the spirit of Christ yearning, groaning within the prophets of old and they feeling his spirit groaning in them, yearning in them, were given utterance writing out these amazing books that we have in the Old Testament. 39 books in the Old Testament, 26 books, I think, or it's the other way around. Anyways, 40 books altogether. And we have this, this, this amazing writing. Peter talks about that how the Spirit of Christ in the prophets of old was the one giving the knowledge for them. And now, through Jesus Christ, we have these books opened up to us things that would be difficult to connect with now become clear to us through the Lord Jesus Christ. It's in Christ the scriptures open. It's in Christ that the kingdom opens. It's in Christ that we have access to the Father. It's in Christ that understanding comes. He is the perfect imprint of the invisible God. He's the perfect embodiment of the only true living God. Oh, His brightness and glory shines out with all God is. And then all that Jesus is, says and does, He shows Himself to be God. And all these things are written that I'm mentioning to you. It is through meeting Jesus Christ that the Apostle Paul saw in Jesus Christ whom the Father predestined us when he said in Genesis 1:26, let us make man in our image. And he made them both male and female and blessed them. It was Paul that through the Holy Spirit in Romans 8:29, I'll read it to you. Let me just read it to you, that verse. I love that verse. It so helped me in my believing. He, listen, for whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he, his son, might be the firstborn among many brethren. Jesus, you see, dear friends, is not only the image of the invisible God, but he is also the image of whom God predestined you and me to be. And it is God who now places us in Christ so that Christ who came forth from God and we who are also come forth from God are now made perfectly one with him through his son, Jesus Christ. And it is Jesus in whom we see not only perfectly who God is, 
but whom we are predestined to be. And it is God himself who's called us into fellowship with his son, 1 Corinthians 1 verse 9. And God who has called us in fellowship with his son has now also through his son's sacrifice made us perfectly righteous in his sight, justified us, declared us not guilty before him. And God who has justified us in his son now also grants us to share the glory his son has in him and with him. And now, what can we say of this? If God be for us, who could be against us? He who did not spare his son, but delivered him up for us all, will he not freely with him give us all things? You read what I just said in Romans chapter 8, starting at verse 29 to verse 31. You see, dear friends, we have this glory, this glory through Jesus Christ. And the more that that becomes real in you and to you by the Holy Spirit, the more you realize, no, after the flesh, I'm crucified with Christ. After the flesh, there is no good in me. And what I am after the flesh, I consider rubbish, drags, done in comparison to what I am in Christ Jesus. So no, I have no confidence and I do not boast in my flesh. My flesh is the embodiment of the true treasure. It is the earthen vessel for the riches of the glory of Christ's heavenly life to be revealed in. I will not boast in the treasure, in the vessel. I boast in the treasure. And even if you and your natural person have great wisdom, do not boast in that wisdom. If you and your natural person have great might, do not boast in that might. If you have great wealth, do not boast in that wealth. For God is looking for those who boast in Him. You'll find what I just said to you right here. Let me read it to you the way it is written here in Jeremiah chapter 9. Jeremiah chapter 9 verse 23 and 24. Thus says the Lord, let not the wise man glory in his wisdom. Let not the mighty man glory in his might. Nor let the rich man glory in his riches. But let him who glories glory in this, that he understands and knows me, that I am the Lord exercising loving kindness, judgment and righteousness in the earth. For in these things I delight, says the Lord. So when I say have no confidence in the flesh, I'm not talking about somebody who has a terrible, painful inferiority complex. Somebody who feels embarrassed because of the way that their body is. Somebody who feels unbecoming because of disfigurements or any of these things. No, I'm not talking about that. That has nothing to do with what I'm talking about. Actually, the opposite. I was ministering in Uganda some years ago, and there was a precious man there. Uh, 
oh, I forgot his name now. He works with uh, Jimmy Swaggart in, uh, in, in uh, Louisiana. Uh, oh, I can't remember his name. And that precious man had little bubbles all over his hands and face and everywhere. Oh, big bubbles. And you could, I mean, it was really obvious. But he was a beautiful man. Oh, my, what light of the Son of God was shining from that fragile, fragile vessel he had to live in. And he had no shame about, about his appearance. No, he ministered the love and the life of Jesus to all these young ministers. And all of them received the power of the life that was flowing from him like a river, Jesus said, out of your innermost being will come a river of life in John 7, 38. And this river of life was coming out of him. And oh, I love that man. And being with him was like being with Jesus. So I'm not talking when I say I have no confidence in the flesh. I'm not talking about these things. I'm not saying, hey, if you put, if ladies, you put on nice makeup, or if you do your hair, or gentlemen, if you dress yourself, if you keep yourself well, well groomed and everything, that, that that is you putting confidence in the flesh. No, that has nothing to do with what I'm talking about. And I would say, yes, yes, have good attitude about yourself, keep yourself clean, keep yourself well-dressed and keep yourself as pretty as you feel you can be, but, but that shouldn't be your glory. Peter says in 1 Peter chapter 3, ladies, do not let your beauty be the merely outward person, merely. In other words, don't let it be only that you braid your hair and that you do this and this and that, he says there but let it be the hidden person of the heart that's precious to God. So when I'm talking about have no confidence in the flesh, I want you to see what that means. I have no confidence in the flesh, no. My confidence is in the spirit of life in Christ in me, by which I live in freedom from what would inhibit me, hold me back, no, I am not held back by my natural person, by my natural body, by my lack of intelligence, by anything in the natural. No, I express this life of the Son of God in me. I live free from all inhibition. I live free from anything that would limit me. I will not limit the Holy One by limiting myself for the spirit of life in Christ is in me by which I'm being transformed into His likeness consistently from one degree of his love to another. It is his love that compels me. This first thing I said was 2 Corinthians 3, 17, 18. Now 2 Corinthians 5, verse 14 and 15. I, 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 his love compels me to no longer live to please myself. For as it is written, if one died, then all died. Therefore we live no longer for ourselves, but for him who loved us and gave himself for us. I will close with you here from 1 Corinthians chapter 1. And I want you to, in reference to what I've just shared with you, understand this verse now. That, verse 29 of 1 Corinthians chapter 1, that no flesh should glory in his presence. I pray that verse a lot. 
You see, I want to be completely, as it says in Colossians 3 verse 4, I want to be completely hidden in the bosom of the Father through Christ's life in me. Hidden, the natural man, me, the natural person with its frailties and weaknesses and whatever it is. I want it to be hidden. I don't want it to be exposed. And I'm not saying that's in reference to feeling embarrassed about myself or feeling ashamed of myself, or feeling incompetent or unable. I don't live within that mindset. They're saying it in reference that all I want is that the Father is glorified through His Son in me. All I want is for people to receive the Father through the Son in me. That when people meet me, they meet Him who lives in me, the treasure of glory, Jesus Christ, the hope of glory, Jesus Christ, that spirit of life in Christ in me, I want it to be so strong that it clothes me, that what people see in me, they go, what is this? What is this love? What is this light? What is this life? What is this goodness? What is this peace, this rest? You see, it's not the natural man, Robert, that produces that. None of it, no, the opposite. I'm dead with Christ. I'm buried in water baptism. I'm crucified with Christ. The life that I now live in this body is not of myself, Galatians 2.20. It's the life of the Son of God in me. And so listen to this. Let no flesh glory in His presence. When you stand in the presence of the Father, all He sees when He looks at you is His Son, is Jesus Christ. We are now dead to self and to sin, but alive to the Father through the Son of God within. And when the Father looks at us, He sees the Son in this earthen vessel. Of Him, of the Father, it says in verse 30 of 1 Corinthians 1, you are in Christ Jesus, who became for us wisdom from God. It is through Jesus that I know the Father. He is the wisdom for for me to know the Father. I do not try to connect with the Father outside of the Son. It's not possible. Anybody who tries to connect with God outside of the Son will not find Him. Because there is no way to the Father except through the Son. There's no name given unto men by which we can come to God but the name of Jesus by which we can be saved by the name of Jesus. He, the Father, has made Christ unto us wisdom. Number two, righteousness. Number three, sanctification. Yes, wisdom. I now know the Father through the Son. Righteousness, I walk in perfect righteousness, peace and joy through the Son of God with the Father. I know no charge against me, which is not because I'm better than anybody else, but it's because Jesus is real to me. Jesus Christ is righteousness to me. He's sanctification. He's what sets me apart unto God, what causes me to enjoy knowing God holy. It is only through Christ in me that I know God holy. I know Him holy. I used to know myself sinful, but now I know the Father holy. Know no more myself sinful. I know I'm holy. I no longer see myself in His presence. I see the Father in His presence, and He sees His Son in me. And lastly, but not least, <coughs> redemption. 
all that Christ is, the fullness of our redemption, the fullness of the embodiment of all we are predestined to, I partake of and see so that as it is written, he who glories, glory in the Lord. Amen. Have a good day.